Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 114, in which myself and my very special guest, Aaron Sosa, discuss our most anticipated geek movies of 2019, because we are geeks, and geeks love anticipating things, love looking at the future and just wishing that it would come closer, largely because of lightsabers. we tend to lean towards the geeky. Superhero films, non-superhero but still comic book films, and films that aren't adapted from comic books but really seem like they could have been, cough, shoot 'em up cough, all get my blood pumping, my imagination firing, and my wife exasperated. But her time comes, once a year, and we are living it right now. It's award season, which means we are awash with worthy, serious, issue-driven films with very pretty actors trying desperately to unpretty themselves and cry a lot in order to win awards. These are films that Tiffany B is way into, and so it feels good, as a husband, to be able to utilise this podcast in making sure that we are watching and talking about her kinds of movies. But that other part of me, the part that gave Ant-Man and the Wasp five stars, is still there. Yes, I can really enjoy Lucas Hedges' nuanced and authentic performance in Boy Erased and still have a hankering to see a bad guy get punched in the face. How lucky then that one of the traditions of flicks is that every year around the new year, myself and my geek chum, Aaron Sosa, discuss our most anticipated geeky films of the year. However, this year, 2019, our plans were somewhat scuppered by a single woman, Kathleen Kennedy. You see, tradition dictates that on the run-up to Christmas, a Star Wars film will be released. Aaron and I will meet up, watch it twice, and talk about it for hours, which I then try in vain to cut down to a manageable podcast. And that's when we'd record our most anticipated podcast. But of course, this year, Kathleen and the fine people at Lucasfilm decided to put out Solo in May, a decision that worked out brilliantly for everybody. We couldn't work out a time, it all got a bit foobar, so we are now left without a proper podcast. Cue sad violins. However... Through the power of technology, we have cobbled something together. Aaron, all the way down in Los Angeles, you know, where movies are from, recorded his voice into his phone and then used the power of Facebook to send those words through the sky to me here in Seattle, where Fifty Shades comes from. And then, because Facebook is a bastard and doesn't let you download the videos from Messenger, I had to play the videos out loud and record from the speakers, which means Aaron's words became tinny as fuck. So here we are with a less conversational, but still worthy, slice of geeky anticipation in brave defiance of Lucasfilm and their stupid idea to put out two Star Wars films within seven months. It's a gold, silver, bronze of 2019's most anticipated geeky films, which means we need a jingle. Go, 
as the jingle says, it is essentially just a top three year. Um, we'll be giving our top three most anticipated geeky films. And geeky is, a, you know, it's a wide umbrella. It used to be just kind of comic book adaptations. Um, but it's, it's fun to just kind of cast the net just a little bit wider to envelop all of the uh, genre delights and pop culture goodness um, that we might have. Uh, we also tend to do some honorary mentions, um, ones that almost made the cut, but just, just didn't quite for whatever reason. So to kick us off, Mr. Aaron Sosa, what are your honorable mentions, sir? Uh, quick honorable mentions to Alita and quick honorable mention to Godzilla. Um, this does not include Star Wars like we usually have. Uh, I felt that I wasn't needed and... We both are really super anticipated to watch it, so we know, you know, we're just hoping for, I don't know what with that series right now. Um, and then Avengers. I can't really put Avengers in there because it's an obvious, like, come on, like, we let's get something that, let's get some new stuff in there. We all know we're going to go see Avengers to see how Thanos wipes out everybody else because amen to that movie. The reason you didn't see Spidey far away from home is because we don't know what's going on. I kind of want to see Avengers first to find out what happens to Spidey. I don't know if I'm ready to see this MJ yet, so I'm not really too excited. Mysterio I am, because it's a new villain that we get to see on screen. That's really cool. And a quick honorable mention to Detective Pikachu. I'm uh, I'm excited to see how they're going to make that live action because I'm a huge Pokemon fan. But that one, and then, uh, of course, last but not least, the Joker movie. Um, excited to see that. So a lot to unpack there. <clears throat> Thank you, Aaron, for your honourable mentions and, and uh, disclaimers, I think, before we get into the list proper. Uh, mentioned some really good films. Um, Detective Pikachu, I am really excited to see. I think it's... Um, just because it's one of those kind of batshit insane ideas that you you question how this has gone through the whole kind of studio system. Because I'd imagine they would have made a, you know, a live action Pokemon film was always going to happen. I think um, the technology is now such that we can, you know, fully realize these little kind of fighting monsters. Although I did, it does make me question how it's going to come across in terms of the morality of it. Because there are certain things that work well in comics and cartoons that don't necessarily translate into live action because they require a further suspension of disbelief. And uh, by making something in a live action or making something in CG, you make it more inherently real than it would be as a, a 2D cartoon uh, or a comic book. So a very realistic depiction of Pokemon would kind of put the Pokemon owners in the role of, you know... Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok, where you've got these <laughs> things that you just make fight on your behalf to win prizes and stuff, which is a little sketchy. It's a little sketchy, and you get away with it in a cartoon, but then when it's made real, I don't know, that'll be interesting. But, the, yeah, the idea of making Pikachu into a detective, which, I mean, I'm not a big... I'll hold my hands up, but I'm not a big, you know, uh, Pokemon guy. I You know, I know about Pokemon only as much much as cultural osmosis will, will kind of allow me i haven't really watched a lot of the cartoon or anything um but I, he hasn't really well, he hasn't really spoken before and therefore hasn't really been a detective before so the idea of that I, it's just weird it's just weird and so i you know hopefully it could be really fun alita battle angel um 
the trailers don't wow me. They don't make me really excited to see it. I love Robert Rodriguez. Um, he is obviously a very capable action director. Um, you know, the effects all look really good, but it, I, I don't know. There's nothing about it that really uh, gets my blood pumping, but I'm excited for, for Aaron. I'm sure uh, it'll be a fun thing. James Cameron producing. If there's anybody who knows movies, it's James Cameron. Top two grossing films of all time. Um, and obviously Aaron makes mention of Star Wars not being in this because of course Star Wars is one of the most anticipated films it's obviously got a bit of a hill to climb now um, because of the the mixed response to put it mildly that uh, The Last Jedi got uh, and the again mixed response um, slightly less violently mixed response that um, Solo got um, so it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with that. It's back with J.J. Abrams, so I don't know how he feels about so many of the things that he set up in Episode 7, just being shat on by uh, Ryan Johnson. Oh, who's Snoke? Doesn't give a shit who Snoke is. He's dead now, so move on. Who are Ray's parents? They're nobodies. Uh, don't worry about it. Move on. Um, so there's a lot of things that were, yeah, kind of uh, set up that uh, Johnson trampled on. So it'd be interesting to see how much work is done to kind of retcon back into more of what J.J. Abrams seemed to be building up or whether he's going to continue to move it into different directions. Um, obviously, you're in a position now where the resistance uh, can fit in a, you know, six-seater in an Uber XL. Um, so they've got a tough job ahead of them. It's Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. But, I, you know, having, I think now, what will it be, 18 months um, since the last Star Wars film, I hope will give people a little bit more, a little bit more anticipation, a little bit more anticipatory saliva uh, for this film. I hope people get excited about it because uh, I honestly can't understand why um, the Last Jedi was uh, roundly rejected as much as it was. Um, I thought it was a really good film, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then obviously, obviously, Avengers um, Endgame is. I mean, I'm I'm positively effervescent with anticipation. Um, I've watched the trailer many, many times. I'm very excited to see how they... I don't know. I mean, the thing with Infinity War is such a bummer ending. It's, it's not a film that I have gone back and... You know, Avengers, I've watched many, many times. Age of Ultron, I've watched many, many times. A lot of them, I've watched many, many times. But I haven't gone been as eager to go back and watch... Uh, Infinity War as much just because it is such a bummer because it's a story of you know good guys losing and so I'm really excited to see <laughs> uh, as much as uh, Aaron is a bit of a Thanos fanboy and just wants to see Thanos uh, beat everybody eh, not so much on that side I want to see him get the shit kicked out of him um, I'm sure people will die uh, I'm sure it will be very sad but I you know I want the Avengers to triumph I'm a traditionalist in that respect. Um, so yeah, obviously that is going to be right up there um, in one of the, the most anticipated uh, things. It's, it's, I agree with Aaron, it's rote. It's almost um, unnecessary to mention. Uh, the only other one that I would add to the list in terms of most anticipated uh, honourable mentions that isn't going to go in my gold, silver, bronze uh, is Men in Black, Men in Black, Men in Black International, the kind of soft reboot um, of the Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones uh, trilogy of films um, from the late 90s and early aughts 
Uh, it's got a great cast. Um, Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth, Emma Thompson, uh, Liam Neeson's in it as well. I think there's a couple of other uh, notable names. Uh, I think it's such a great... I'm a big fan of Men in Black, uh, the first one at least. I think it's one of those really, really well-made... Um, kind of big studio comedy action things that when they're done really well, they make it look really easy. But then you see so many terrible ones that you think, well, no, that this is actually really difficult and they should, they deserve a lot of credit for getting it done. Um, so if you can recapture any of that kind of magic, um, from the first one, uh, the second two, uh, not so much, but that first one is, uh, yeah, great concept, great performances, great tone all the way through real kind of family entertainment. I love it. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, men in black international. Aaron, sir, do you have any, uh, anything else to add before we delve into the rich creamy waters of, uh, gold, silver, bronze? I must ask you, what are your thoughts on glass? Interested, just an extra thing to point out. When he did ask me that question on the video, he was using a filter that gave him a moustache. So when he said, I moustache you, uh, which I, you know, I'm a fan of puns. I thought it was really nice. Uh, my thoughts on glass are can be summed up with a shrug. Um, I watched Unbreakable uh, way back when, back in like 2000 or when that, whenever that came out, uh, pre-MCU, pre-Nolan Batman trilogy, real in the kind of the dark days of the you know Schumacher um, Batman films. Um, and so yeah, we didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of real good stuff going on vis-a-vis comic book films. Um, this is before uh, it would have been the same year as X-Men um, and the year before Spider-Man so yeah real real early on um, and so I was very, just very excited about a film that kind of treated comic books in a in a kind of uh, slightly respectful way or just mentioned them at all in that kind of when you've got a niche interest and anything that mentions anything close to it you're just kind of all over uh, I didn't see Split the kind of stealth sequel um, to my discredit, I've, I've heard a lot of good things, including from Aaron yourself. Um, so there's a, a nice little film. I think James McAvoy is very good. I think Anya Taylor jo- uh, Anya Taylor Joy Taylor Wood. No, Taylor Wood's the fucking. Anyway, um, uh, Anya Thingy from The Witch. I thought she was really good in The Witch. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably one that I'll go back and watch. But yeah, class. Something about it. The trailers didn't really pop me uh, i like sarah paulson uh, i think she's good um i've heard very uh, divisive things though i've heard that that some people really didn't like it um but other people have said that they think the reason that some people don't like it is because it's very filled with very bold choices that not everybody would make from old uh, m night um and i you know i have to respect bold choices so um uh, yeah i might give it a watch but i yeah i'm really not psyched about it i'm not doesn't get the juices pumping. Um, you will find it conspicuous by its absence from my gold, silver, bronze list. Let me put it that way. Um, so with our honourable mentions out of the way, uh, with a, a small discussion about glass, uh, we are now thick into the weeds, into the the, the rich, uh, gooey delicacy that is gold, silver, bronze. Aaron, my friend, good friend of mine. What's your bronze, baby? My bronze goes to New Mutants. I'm still excited to see this. Even with the cuts, I might put Dark Phoenix in the in there as well, but, I mean, just X-Men Universe, you're getting a bronze. Um, mostly New Mutants, because we've already seen Dark Phoenix, we already know what this cast does, but I want to see 
what route they're going to with Disney for the New Mutants. It looked very horror when it first the trailers first came out two years ago, and now Disney on the rights. They're adding another character that nobody knows about, so it's really exciting to kind of see where they're going because this isn't like Cyclops or anybody. This is a whole different mutant class. And I think that's really exciting. That's the first time we're going to do that without, like, any original X-Men. So I'm anticipating that. Uh, Whereas Dark Phoenix, Magneto goes bad, Magneto goes good. Dark Phoenix goes bad, Dark Phoenix goes... Like, we've seen it. We saw X3. Um, I think that um, What's-Her-Name playing Jean Grey has a lot of range. So I think she's going to bring a lot to the table. Uh, But... The way they've been doing these last X-Men First Class and X-Men Apocalypse is just like, they're missing marks there. They're missing marks. So let's hope Marvel can fix that. New Mutants. X-Men New Mutants. Um, I can't disagree with that. I think it's a great choice. Um, It is something that I'm very intrigued um, to to see what happens. I mean, I'll... in all honesty, I will be intrigued to see whether it does actually come out. Um, it's been kind of mooted and it was filmed ages ago and they've gone back for reshoots to make it more scary and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then obviously with Marvel buying 20th Century Fox, um, it's all kind of been pushed by the wayside. It's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. It's supposed to be coming out in August this year. I'll be, yeah, would not be surprised at all if it didn't come out. Uh, which is a shame because, as Aaron said, when the trailer came out and it's, oh, it's a superhero film, it's it's starring characters that you know and love, some people know and love, um, but it's horror. It's like, ooh, that's, mm, yeah, I like that. Mm, mm, delicious. Um, in some ways, I would be, I think I would be more excited for this if, um, if this was after, <clears throat> if they knew when they started making it, <clears throat> that Disney was going to buy 20th Century Fox and that this was going to be the last of the Fox, you know, Marvel, mutant, X-Men universe films. That's a film I would love to see because that's a film where you where you don't have to worry about playing by anybody else's rules. You just can go in and just go nuts and say, if we want to murder this person, we can murder this person. We don't have to worry about them coming back for subsequent films. We can do whatever we want because it's, you know, it's the last day of school. You can just you draw on the walls if you want. It doesn't matter. Um, that's, a, that's a film that I'd be uh, very eager to see. But, of course, Aaron has cheated on this because he's also brought up uh, Dark Phoenix, which is a film that I am chronically unanticipatory um, in terms of seeing... I the trailer that they released seems so kind of generic so much of what we've seen before as he alluded to we've already seen the Dark Phoenix in X-Men The Last Stand X-Men 3 uh, we've already seen Magneto go bad and, and I think they even reference it in the trailer of, oh we do this is the thing that we do and when you have to kind of lampshade your own tropes I think that's that's and you're not doing it in a in a fun way um, I think you need to start kind of asking some questions. I'm yeah, I, I am shocked. Bear in mind, this is an X Men film. This is going to be you know, um, these are the characters that that I know and love. I just I can't be asked with it. Um, I mean, I'll go and see it. Of course, I'll go and see it. But um, 
it won't be open at night. It won't be open in weekend unless I haven't got anything else on. And I'm, oh, maybe I will. But I'm, I'm really, I, I am, I'm moved by how unmoved I am uh, about this film. Um, what I will go for instead for my bronze uh, is a little film called Hellboy. Uh, now, Hellboy is a, a kind of a hard reboot of the Hellboy properties created by Mike Mignola um, in comic books, who kind of wrote and drew the comic books uh, and the, the, later the, the BPRD, the Bureau, Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense comic books. They're really cool. They've got a really interesting kind of kind of scratchy, kind of dirty um, vibe about them in terms of the, the art style. Because uh, he, I think I read a quote from him once by saying that said, "By making my good guy a monster, I kind of fulfil my childhood dream of only ever having to draw monsters." He just wants to draw monsters, and you really get that sense. There's a lot of imagination going into them. Um, obviously, Guillermo del Toro made uh, two Hellboy films, uh, two good Hellboy films. One good Hellboy film, and one really good Hellboy film. When he he was allowed to be all, you know, even more. Guillermo del Toro about it in uh, the Golden Army, um, so it's it's going to be a tough act to follow. What I find very interesting about this film is that everything I've heard about this film says this going dark. Oh my god, it's going to be so dark. The, forget you know Ron Perlman, forget Guillermo del Toro. That's like kiddie shit, man. This is going like dark. It's going crazy, hard R rating. It's going to be like, oh my God, you can't even... Uh, they're going to have to turn the brightness up because it's going so dark. And so I'm like psyched about that. I think, yeah, that's really good. That's a great uh, direction. That's That says we're not just trying to redo what has been done before. We're going to try and do something a bit different. Great, I'm entirely on board. And then they release the trailer and the trailer comes in and it's really light. It's really... Like quippy and jokey and blah, 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 blah. and you just think, well, this is absolutely not what everybody that I've heard talk about it has mentioned. Everybody can't get over how dark it's going to be. They released that first amazing shot of David Harbour in the in the kind of um, in the costume and stuff, looking all ripped and dangerous. Uh, and that fits in with the darker thing. But then, yeah, the trailer completely undercuts that. So I don't know whether this is just a trailer company or the production company or the distribution company saying, well, if we put out a thing that makes it look like a Marvel film, um, then, you know, Marvel numbers of people will come and see it, which isn't going to happen. Um, and then when people actually show up to it and it is actually really dark, then you know, fuck it, we've already got their money. It could be that. I kind of hope it is that, because if it is, if they have abandoned those plans and it is just a kind of, you know, marvelish, marvelous um, kind of tone to it, I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing because I feel like the, the Del Toro films were kind of, I mean, they're not quippy, but, you know, there's a lightness to them. There's a fun about it in the you know the fun of a, a demon brought forth from the nazis and rescued and all of that kind of fun so and he loves cats and eating baby ruth chocolate bars and stuff um so there's a fun to it so i don't think it's necessarily the worst thing in the world but i just think if they if they want to do something different and i think they should because del toro is amazing and to just kind of ape what he did before is a mistake um yeah go dark man go dark um so yeah, I I mean, 
I will reiterate this throughout, but this is the films that we think are going to be the best. These are the films that we're most uh, interested to see. And I'm very intrigued uh, to see what Hellboy has to offer. So that is uh, my bronze. Aaron, sir, I'm going to pass back over to you for your Zilba. Silver is going to Cap Marvel. I think that they're going to get it right. They're just going to get it right. Brie Larson already has the right attitude towards everything. Um, She looks the part. She looks amazing. She's destroying armadas in space with, by herself, like armadas, like three or four armadas. So it's interesting and awesome to see her do that. You get a young Nick Fury, so we're seeing how that all going to ties in. Um, But yeah, I'm putting Captain Marvel as number two. Again, a great shout. Nothing that I can uh, disagree with. I kind of put Captain Marvel in the same boat as Avengers. Uh, And, um, I mean, I didn't mention it before, but Spider-Man as well. Um, These Marvel films, I mean, they are increasingly what give my life meaning and purpose. Um, And I have a wife and a dog. Uh, And the Marvel films, I I would put them higher up. Um, So to mention one of those in terms of most anticipated would be, you know... I, you know, it's it's a does the Pope shit in the woods kind of thing. Um, I do think it's going to be a great film, though. I, I think uh, everything that we've seen so far has been really exciting. I think introducing, I, I think they've done such an intriguing thing of having the little, you know, Nick Fury's little pager at the end of Infinity War, saying that he's going to call her for some reason gives such a lot of intrigue to the Captain Marvel film. It links it in and just asks a lot of questions that hopefully are going to be answered. Um, the the setup that they've got in the trailer looks really good. She's a Kree warrior, but then she has these memories of, of being on Earth and unlocking all of that kind of stuff. I think that's really exciting. The fact that she's so powerful, I think it's going to be really exciting. The fact that she clearly plays a big part um, in Avengers Endgame is very exciting. Um, so yeah, Marvel have done a really good job of what could have been you know, like Ant-Man and the Wasp was like a little kind of an aperitif. It was a little uh, palate cleanser in between how miserable uh, Infinity War ended and then how it's going to continue. It was kind of not connected to anything, um, just a little fun romp to allow you to, to kind of, yeah, just get your breath back. But then Captain Marvel goes right back in, so it almost makes Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Endgame its own weird little trilogy. Now, I don't know how much that's true and how much uh, Captain Marvel will tie in, um, whether the Nick Fury pager thing is only going to be paid off in Endgame. If so, well done, Russo's, because you got me guessing. Um, but I hope it's it's kind of... We find out in Captain Marvel why Nick Fury would think to call her um, when everybody dies. Um, so yeah, it's a great call. I think I'm a big fan of Brie Larson. I think she's really good in everything that she does. So I think it's, you know, it's Marvel, man. It's going to be great. Um, my silver, I'm going to set up with a, a preface of sorts. Um, in comic books, I'm a big comic book fan. In comic books, um, Marvel comics have things called what ifs. Uh, now these are stories based on, as the title suggests, a simple what if. 
Um, and they tend to be tend to be quite silly ones, or like, what if such and such a character died at this point, or what if such and such a character didn't die at this point? What if the Fantastic Four was Spider Man and She Hulk and whatever? Uh, and it will just be one issue or two issues, and a, a, a writer will be able to tell that story freed from the constraints of a long kind of continuity or worrying about what they're doing with the characters because it's just uh it's a fugazi fugazi it's just a you know uh, a thought experiment now dc has these but arguably dc does them better they call them elseworlds uh, and these are kind of uh, alternate universe takes on characters there's a million batman ones there's like a batman one where he's in uh, Victorian England and it's Batman against Jack the Ripper there's one where Batman is a, uh, a vampire there's uh, all these ones of like it's a, essentially, still essentially a what if but they're I feel like they're allowed to be explored in a slightly longer form which is very exciting um, now obviously Warner Brothers have all of the rights to all of the DC characters because they own DC uh, which includes Superman, but they have been largely since Christopher Reeve unable to really create a very compelling Superman movie. And you'd think, well, with DC kind of struggling with the DC EU uh, and them going into you know slightly more one-off directions of oh why don't we do this why don't we do that there's this joker film that's just you know set apart from everything else and we don't need to worry about things so it's like they're creating their own elseworlds so they must be kicking themselves that sony pictures have beaten them to the punch and what sony pictures have done and this is produced by james gunn so it's got that kind of uh, uh, quality behind it uh, what sony pictures have done have is they have made a Superman film. Uh, it's not Superman, but it's legally distinct Superman. It's We're not going to call him Superman, but everybody knows it's Superman. And it's a Superman Elseworlds film, and it's based around the idea of what if Superman was evil? So it's essentially, as the Superman mythology begins, uh, Rocket falls in the thing, and there's a little baby in it, and a you know an all American farmer and his wife find this baby in there, and the baby has powers, and it's all oh, so far so Superman. But then when this baby becomes a child, and he realizes, hey, I am pretty much a god. I can do whatever the fuck I want, and how do you stop? that how do you stop superman when you don't it, you know it doesn't seem like it's a world that has you know a batman with a kryptonite bullet or a wonder woman or a martian manhunter or anything like that or a general zod even how do ordinary human beings um stop superman and i i watched the trailer out of nowhere it's a film called brightburn uh i hadn't heard of it before i hadn't heard anything about it watched this trailer and was hooked just way into it absolutely into it um it just looks like a, a really great as i say it's like an elseworlds elseworlds film what if superman was evil boom take my money easy easy money um so yeah i i, I can't wait for that it's got elizabeth banks in it um who tends to show up in pretty decent stuff as i say it's produced by james gunn um it, yeah 
I mean, it's it's a it's a high concept film. It's a it's a it's an elevator pitch film. What if Superman was evil? Boom! There's the money. Take it. Go have fun with it, and we'll see you on opening day, which FYI is May twenty fourth. That's my silver. Brightburn. Aaron, round it out for us, please, baby. What's your gold? And then number one, brace yourself. Shazam. I am a, I'm a Zach Levy fan. I think he's great. I think when he plays the character he plays, where he's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's Chuck all over again, but like now he's a superhero, so... I'm excited because I like seeing Zach Levy uh, play this character, uh, and it's like DC's first first real attempt away from their universe. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Well, I never. Now this isn't going to be as remarkable for you uh, to hear as it was for me. Um, just because I am very aware of how staunchly, militantly devoted to Marvel uh, that Aaron is. He's a real kind of died-in-the-wall, Marvel-till-I-die-make-my-own-Marvel, to his own detriment, I would argue. Um, I I don't think he necessarily always uh, goes into DC films with as much of an open mind as he maybe could. Don't at me. Um, And so for him to pick Shazam as his most anticipated film of the year is very heartwarming for me um, to see. It's, it's you know, it's uh, it's the two sides in World War One playing football on Christmas Day. It's, it's those olive branches being extended. Um, Shazam is, you know, a World War One football match. We know this. Um, for me, this is going to be, a, I think it's going to be a really good film. It, it's got real kind of big um, feel to it. A big, as in, you know, the Tom Hanks film, young boy, you know, grows up, Zoltar the Great and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, I think Zachary Livy is is really funny. I think he's going to be really good. Um, The trailer doesn't really have anything about the bad guy other than it's Mark Strong and that he is also strong. Um, I don't really know that much about Captain Marvel's bad guys or who he's playing. So it'll be, you know, fun to go in and, uh, and kind of learn a little bit about DC lore. Um, yeah, I think it's a great shout. I think it's a great shout. It's got the, the one of the kids from It, who's like the little uh, kind of guy with the on the crutches, the little foster kid. Um, yeah, everything about it says it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be real. Uh, it's going to be f- a fun film from DC, and hopefully DC are learning. Hey, Aquaman made a billion dollars, and that was pretty fun. Shazam, hopefully going to do well. That's a lot of fun. Um, to realize that you know films don't necessarily have to be super depressing when you make them about DC characters. They don't all have to be dark and depressing and dirgy. However, my gold is the Joker film. Um, It's a really weird prospect. It's kind of like Detective Pikachu. Only it's not, because as I was mentioning before about the Elseworlds uh, comic books, the idea of having a Joker film that's on its own just says, you know, we don't have to worry about superheroes. I don't think Batman's going to show up in it. It's really just going to be a crime film. 
Uh, it's going to be a crime film starring Joaquin Phoenix, who is amazing. I think he's mental and really weird, but he's an amazing actor. Todd Phillips um, starting to go a little bit more serious after the Hangover trilogy. Uh, he did War Dogs, which I heard was pretty good. Um, <coughs> I, I'm just absolutely fascinated to see what they're going to do with it. Um, I think it will be yeah, really interesting to see how much of a Joker film it is. And whether they're just, you know, kind of being a bit cheeky and doing a film about a guy who goes insane um, and just making sure that he dresses up in clown paint and calling it a Joker film, even though it's not really a Joker film. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it is the epitome of a most anticipated film because I just, I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see what they do with it. Um it's yeah, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great, uh, and I'm yeah, it's it's you know the the little trailer the thing little camera test that they showed is really creepy and freaky. Um, and it's it's Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, man. I mean, what more do you need? What more do you need? Um, so yeah, for for me, my uh, gold, silver, bronze, bronze. Uh, I went for Hellboy, uh, silver. I went for Brightburn. Uh, and gold joker aaron remind me of what yours were again bronze new mutants silver captain marvel shazam gold boom there we are great choices one and all if i do say so myself thank you so much aaron um for working with me on this and getting those uh picks sent to me fuck kathleen kennedy uh not really she's i'm sure a wonderful woman and is uh doing a very difficult job very well um those are our choices do you agree do you disagree if you disagree or agree send us a message um on both facebook and instagram um at welcome to flicks uh nobody has sent a message about anything ever before so you'd be the first and that's always fun isn't it everyone loves being the first mm, yes yes the first uh we will after this uh, slice of geekery we'll be diving back into the world of uh award season films um back to your regu regularly scheduled programming we've got plenty to get through it's the uh, oscars nominations uh were announced today um, and we're doing pretty well so far, me and Tiff B. So, uh, yeah, you'll have to stick with us through our uh, never-ending journey. Um, but, yeah, this was our uh, most anticipated geeky films of 2019. What did we learn? Well, we learned that when there is a war, like the war of DC uh, and Marvel, and when there are people within that war staunchly on one side or the other, peace can be reached. The only missing ingredient, the thing needed to broach peace effectively is Zachary Levy. That's all it is. Get that motherfucker out into the Middle East right now. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>